Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Do You Say Anime, I am your host Peter. On today's episode we will be doing a little get to know you with the mainstays from Watch Club. Consisting of explaining our grading scales like why Perfect Blue is a 10, why Cat thinks Nanbaka is an 8 and we all think it's a 4, and why we all agree The Girl Who Left Through Time is the most 8 out of 10 anime ever created. We will also be talking about how our tastes and how we view anime has changed over the years. And last but not least, we also like to keep each other on our toes. So at the end portion, we will be doing questions from each other with no knowledge of what it entails. Joining me today, we have Pat, Miles, Cat, Johnny, and Jay. Gentlemen, thank you all for joining. I hope you all came prepared to give your reasonings on your grading scales. So let's jump into the bottom of the barrel first. We're going to start off with how each person defines their grading scales if they do. And our first tier of ratings of shows in the one to three rating bracket. Miles, take it away. Yeah, so generally a, a consistent theme you're going to find from my rankings, this is all very vibes-based. I watch something and I go like, I think this is this because I liked it this much. So for something to be in this like trash tier, right, this one through three, I have to hate it at like a personal level. It has to have offended me in some way or be something that is like against my personal way that I view the world. Or just, you know, I don't know, make me angry. And so my quintessential trash tier anime is Rascal Does Not Dream of a Dreaming Girl. Solid 2 out of 10. Absolutely freaking hate it. It wastes the audience's time. It betrays you for caring about the characters. It erases all prior mattering from the season before. And... I fucking hate it. It's bad. It made me angry. I was angry for days after. But, like, not in a good way. In, like, a bad way. Where I was like, why did I watch this? <laughs> <laughs> There's a good way to be angry? Yeah, we'll see when I get to ten. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I this might be a controversial pick. Perhaps some people will be talking about this in their ten section. But, for me, no. Fuck this fuck this movie i hate it i fucking hate what it did it is all of my least favorite tropes it gets science wrong which annoys me it just does so many dumb bad things and if you cared it made fun of you so you should feel bad for caring anyways that's mine <laughs> so you didn't have a one or a three uh so i do oh, so like do are we doing each number i thought yeah, sorry. yeah, yeah. You, um so that's the good thing I started with two out of ten, like anyone would <laughs> in this given <laughs> kill me. Um, I guess as a side note, my quintessential one is my only one, which is a Remo. If you've listened to the episode, you know that I have given it a one for being what I can only describe as pro grooming. Like, not only <laughs> is there like maybe some incest grooming going on in it. But, like, it's actively pro it. And, like, that's the message of the anime, in my opinion. My quintessential 3 out of 10 is Fate Apocrypha, which I think is just a garbage. They were like, what if we intentionally made our main character a blank slate? Wouldn't that be funny if we lampshaded how boring he is? No, it wouldn't. It would be dumb. You're dumb for doing that, whoever made that show. I hated it. It was stupid. <laughs> don't intentionally make your characters boring. That's a terrible idea. Um, so those those are my one through three in the very intelligent order of two, one, three, as anyone would do. 
I believe Cat is up next. Cat, what are your examples? My skill is also more instead of vibes, it's more like how it leaves me feeling. Well, I guess that's vibes. Uh, but it's like literally vibes. <laughs> more like when I think about it after watching it, how how did the entire show make me feel rather than just like how I feel watching it? I guess you could say. Um, you vibe with it, maybe. Damn it. Um, <laughs> I had a feeling it was uh, like that. But the main, so that's how like I go between like top five and bottom five. When it goes into like the actual numbers, I just, I basically look at what shows I have in, in that category and I kind of say what show I liked more than this or what show is kind of like middling in this. And I basically try and base that off of where off of where certain shows are. So for me, uh, perfect one for me would be Aromanga Sensei. It's very well made, but it's got all the things that I hate about like anime. It's everything that makes me be ashamed to be an anime fan because like it's the quintessential thing that people point to like you like this shit and it's like i i like i don't claim that that i i i will trash that at, at every moment of my at every moment of my life handshakers is my uh toothpick because handshakers is just bad like it's it also has incest in it kind of like uh Aramanga Sensei and like Miles said Oriemo which is also a one for me but the thing about it is it's weirdly quirky there's this one scene um in Handshakers where uh just three people just all got broken arms <laughs> in the same moment which is the only redeeming quality about that show but it's just enough to push it above the two incest shows I have at once and three, I think a perfect three for me is uh, In Another World with My Smartphone. That is one of the blandest shows that I've ever seen. Because like, like Miles said, main character is a blank slate. But the thing about it, every other character is also a blank slate around them. I, I think if I watched Flight Apocrypha and I felt like Miles did, I probably would have given it a five. Uh, mainly because... In another world, my smartphone is taking up the three slot in that category. Uh, so, Betapocrypha would have to be laughably bad for me to put it there. Uh, but yeah, Johnny, you're up next. So, for me, the thing is with anime, and I think I'll get to this like in my what has changed, is that like I think I, I'm at the point where I would never watch an anime that's a one all the way through. So it's like, I don't have a single show rated at a 1, because I don't rate shows that I haven't finished. So I guess, like, if you want me to, like, give an answer on, like, what my 1 is, I guess, and it's like, and I'm sorry, P, but it's like, whatever that show that you gave me a Secret Santa, it was like, Yamada Kun's first time or whatever. I love, oh, maybe you like that show? Oh, Dude, man. to be fair, I watched that while I had COVID on three times speed while feeling absolutely miserable. So maybe that had to do with it. It's but a beautiful love story. How dare I you? I just, I had a, I had a, I had such a bad headache the whole time watching that. So you know, just because of that, that's a one for two. For two, honestly, there's not much of a difference between a one and two. The only difference is how I felt that day. 
So for a two, I have a if her flag breaks. You know, it, like if it wasn't for Haz, it would probably be a three. But just because Haz is the person that made me watch it, it's a two. So yeah, that's basically how I feel. And for three, it's weird because I don't, I don't have a three either. It's like I don't finish shows that are bad. So I guess I'll just give a four, which I guess. Actually, no, I'll, I'll leave it for when we do four to you six. You have a three, yeah, it's all right. I, I don't have a three. I don't watch trash. I'm sorry. Is that true? He gave a Remo uh, a wanna... No, Remo's for later. We... Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. We're going to pass it on to a Pat. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, so uh, I also, like Johnny, I, I tend to really drop shows or just never acknowledge that i watched the first episode of a show that i really don't like so for me i don't have any ones actually in my uh, grading scale because to me that has to be so offensively bad not only visually but also storytelling wise or or anything really it has to be bad in pretty much every category to be that low so i i have nothing at once at twos uh like my example i chose was arimo which i think is uh boring because other people have chosen it but i'll also throw in uh my little sister is among them so if you, as you can guess, uh, another incesty show, something that even though it had like decent art or whatever, it still was frustrating to watch and was just, I, I morally cannot side with anything that happens or is said in that show. I think it is like appallingly bad is what I would say for twos. And then uh, for my three show, I chose uh, Citrus because I think the show looks very pretty but the messaging in it is horrible. It says, hey, if you get sexually assaulted, it might turn you uh, it might turn you on and make you fall in love with someone and change sexuality. You never know. Uh, that's that bothered me quite a bit to, for me to throw it down at a three, even though, again, the art is fine. The voice acting's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But other than how morally incorrect it is, I would say. So, yeah, that's my uh, one, one to three. Jay, what about you? So I'm going to echo uh, Pat and Johnny before me and say that I also do not have anything at a one, but if I did have something at a one, it would be something that I was forced to watch through either Watch Club or one of you guys through Secret Santa, because, yeah, I would not just choose to continue watching a one. The only two show I have is actually something that I was also forced to watch. And, you know, honestly, like, in spirit, it's a one because of, of what we could have had instead of it. And that's guilty crown, <laughs> which is an offensively bad show with horrible messaging and, uh, just truly like not really that much going for it besides a somewhat cool power system that has its own issues as well is what I'll say. I also don't have any threes, but I think if I was going to, if I was going to put one of my fours as a three, since I'm not going to mention it for my fours, I would have to say it would be the record of Ragnarok anime, just because I'm a huge fan of the manga, and the first season of the anime becomes literal PowerPoints during some of the hypest moments in the manga. So, like, as a fan, it was offensively bad to me. So, like, in spirit, it's probably closer to a three than a four, actually. I might update that. <laughs> And uh, yeah, then with that, I'm going to go ahead and throw it off to Pete. Thank Short you. Thank you. Uh, so in my mind, uh, I view scores sort of, sort of like if I was grading a paper at school. So if I 
was handed a paper and I gave it like a 97%, that would probably be a 10 for me. So that's kind of like my grade scale. 90 to 96 is a 9. 80 to 89 is a B, so on and so forth. So that's kind of like how I view my grading scale. I also value things like theming and messaging and enjoyment higher than things like animation, music, and characters. While I do like those, um, I'm a huge fan of like messaging and theming and stories the most. Um, for me, my number for shows that I gave one, these are like where the writers of the story need to be arrested or switch careers. It's blasphemy at its highest. Straight buns. This is the type of show where, like, if you saw it on somebody's mal, like, rated a five or higher, you would, like, question them as humans. So, for me, those are Arimo and The Master of Ragnarok and Blesser of Einhard. Those are the only two shows that I have at a one. Yeah, uh, I've, I've ranted about Blesser of Einhard a lot, but the fact that he is a tactical genius by looking up Wikipedia articles is some of the most bullshit I've ever seen in anime. It is trash. Uh, and he makes all of his harem call him Onichan, which is fucking weird. Uh, number two. Um, for twos, uh, these are just like straight ass shows where it's like, it's not like inherently like demeaning towards like culture or people. There's a lot of negatives in these shows. It makes you like hate that you watch anime. Those shows to me are something like Blood Blockade Battlefront, a redo of a healer, uh, Arrow Manga Sensei. A lot of times they have like one redeeming quality for something like Arrow Manga Sensei. Like the OP is a fucking banger. So it's like I literally gave it a two because the OP is like better than the Arebo OP, even though they're essentially the same show. And then stuff like Shield Hero Season 2, like the meme of the giant CGI turtle, I gave it a two just because of that. So something like where it's just so bad, I'm trying to find ways to make it fun. And I found like one redeeming quality. So props to CG giant turtles and OPs that are bops and incest shows. And then threes, these are just like really poorly written shows, like massive plot holes or just like really awful dialogue, cringing a lot of what I'm watching. So my examples of that guilty crown, that was that got brought up. Um, the irregular at magic high school and uh, Kokoro connect shows like those are in my three ranges. That is the first tier of ratings. I'm going to pass it over to Miles. We're going to do what's in our four to six range and how we view those. So for my four, I only have two fours. I have Elf and Lead and No Game, No Life. So I'll talk about No Game, No Life because I'm like way more passionate about hating that than anything else. But like No Game, No Life has like four points because the color palette is just like fantastic. Like I love the whole like visual aspect of the show and like it's like technically just like really good. And like even though it does show a 10 year old's labia 10 seconds into the show and like that's just unforgivable for me, it does have some fun moments in it and stuff. So like if someone were to take this show and completely like you could keep the plot mostly and someone who isn't a complete degenerate could like write it. And like, I'd probably really enjoy the show. It would probably be similar to like birdie wing or something, which is like something I love, but someone who is a complete degenerate wrote it. And like, that's fine. People like that kind of stuff, but I don't. And so it's a four for my five. I will talk about spice and wolf Um, for spice and wolf. Like, there's a lot of good stuff about the show. 
but it just bored me. I was really bored. And so like five, I think is sort of the range where it's like, I'm understanding the merits of this show. Like I get it. Like I get why someone would like spice and wolf, but I, I was just really bored. Like I just couldn't bring myself to care. And that's why it was sort of like a five for me. Six for me, is like a show where I like liked it, but there were some things that I just, I, I couldn't even get over while watching it. So I'm going to go with Bofuri for this, which is like a really cute little story. And like, I like the characters and stuff, but like, and I get that it's supposed to be cute and I hate fun. So Pete can already get that in there, but it's like true. <laughs> they have all of these scenes of the game developers being like, there's nothing we could do to stop her. Patch the game. Just patch yeah. the fucking game. And like, <laughs> it just, it happened like 50 times. And they do patch it. And then they're like, our patch didn't work. Just patch it again. Well, well yeah, to be fair, like most of this Discord has also played New World. And they tried patching that game several times. And that didn't work. True. Maybe, maybe they just... <laughs> fucking suck at game development but it, it's like the South Park episode too where it's like the devs for World of Warcraft are like this guy is going around PKing everyone and we just no, can't that's stop just, him that's just true to life that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually just... wait do, do none of us play the game no we all have lives <laughs> um, yeah it's really funny um, but like for me that was just like I get Maple isn't supposed to have any conflict and it's supposed to be funny, but I wanted Maple to have some conflict. I freaking hate that this girl who plays the game like six hours a week, like beats this no lifer. Like that just shouldn't happen. I think it's silly. Like imagine if Akane and Yamada-kun was like headshotting Yamada or something. That's what it felt like to me. Um, While there are definitely aspects of a six that I enjoy, it, it, it did have things that, like, I get that I'm wrong for this. I feel like I'm wrong for this, but it did bother me. It did. So that's why that's like a six. I can tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, just patch the game. <laughs> it's so easy. Oh, God. Miles, <laughs> have you played a single video game? <laughs> I have. They patch them all the time. Cat. <laughs> okay. So four through six. So this, this category right here is very... Um, at the low end, it's like just getting to about the point where I'm like where I'm able to at least enjoy a a, a a recurring part about the show. For example, like Handshakers, there's a one point in that show that's hilarious, and then the rest of the show is trash. Like for fours, for example, like let's say Drifters. Drifters, I have it at four. Drifters is really hard to in. Uh, it's hard to enjoy most of the show, but there are, uh, I forget what his name is. Uh, the the pilot. The pilot in Drifters is very fun. He's very interesting to watch. He can, and he actually keeps my attention. That's one of the things that I liked about Drifters. That's actually why it's at a four. Uh, moving on to fives. Uh, this is where, like, Shield Hero comes in. Like, I have things that I can enjoy about the show, uh, I can I can lose myself into like part of the show, but Shield here is really weird because it has that it has one thing about the show that I can't overlook 
which is why it's a five. And that's, you know, just casually mentioning slavery. And everybody around him is like, hey, being like having slaves is bad. We shouldn't have slaves. Well, why is slavery legal in your fucking country? I don't know. But uh, another version, another uh, example of five is a certain magical index. So a certain magical index is weird because I mean, is is my stereotypical five because there are things that I can enjoy about the show. Uh, I enjoy the the secondary and tertiary characters a lot more than I enjoy um, than I enjoy the main character. The main characters of the show being I can't even remember his name. He's a bland bitch protagonist and Index, who is the other primary character. Basically, they play off each other and and they are the focus of the show, obviously. But it's it's so I can't get behind it. Because it's just so much of a bland show with those two at the forefront, but I have the the secondary characters to kind of carry the weight of the show, and it's actually fun with that. And then for sixes, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This is one of the shows that I will get flamed in the comments because I don't like. But the thing is, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, specifically the first season, it's very... It's very by the book type of story. Like you have the uh, the hero who does all the great things, does all the great things, and then you have the villain that is like comically evil. And I get that that's what the first season is supposed to be it's supposed to set up for the rest of the bizarre adventure, which it does get more bizarre and it does get more uh, more fun. But for twelve episodes, it's just this story of good versus evil played up just a little bit higher and and even though that's a little bit bizarre during the first season it's i can't really get behind it but yeah uh that's my uh four through six johnny you're up next so for me a four is like it's something that's like i watched is like that that i enjoyed but then it just does something by the end of the anime that just pisses me off so much, it just drops the score by like three or four points. So the example I'm going to go for is the show Charlotte. So this one, you know, written by Jun Maeda, which wrote Clanna, one of my favorite anime of all time. You know, I, I went into it thinking, you know, it was going to be like, it was going to be a good show. You know, starting off, it was a good show. And it just had one of the worst endings in anime history. Like, I'm, it's just so ridiculously bad and it's like the only reason why i give it a four is because i have to acknowledge the fact that like the show is objectively like decent like there's nothing wrong with the show from like an animation voice acting that kind of thing it's just that the show just does something that just messes with me to the point where i legitimately get mad at it so out of five it's whatever it exists i acknowledge that this is a show but like did it have to exist? Did I have to watch this? It's like a five is the kind of show where like if somebody said that they like the show, I'm like, okay, that's fine. But if somebody said that like a five out of ten show is like their favorite anime of all time, I'm gonna be asking a lot of questions. So for me, a five is just bang dream. It is like <laughs> it exists. That's all I can say about it. It exists. And for a six, I think a six is getting to a point where I acknowledge that for some people a 6 out of 10 can be a good show. There are things that about the things that are about a 6 out of 10 that are enjoyable, but I think it's just because of personal reasons, 
I don't find as much enjoyment out of them, or there are specific show, there are specific parts of the show that bother me. So for my six, this might be a bit of a hot take, but my six out of ten is going to be Akira. That's because I understand that like the significance of Akira by at the time it came out, you know, it's just like the historical significance of it and all that, and you know, like I respect that. But, like, in terms of my personal enjoyment, I can't honestly say that I enjoyed the show, which is why I give it a six. And so that's how I judge shows. So I'm going to pass it on to Pat. All right. Uh, for me, I'd say a four generally is uh, my, my one through four really doesn't differentiate much. It's, I, I guess, like everyone else has said, it's how, how much you enjoy it. So for a four, it's probably a show that I think isn't offensive visually but maybe storytelling is horrible or messaging is really bad. And so I would say my a good example of a four for me would be uh, the show Bastard that uh, aired on Netflix for us last year, where it's just it's pretty. The, the, the violence and gore is cool, but the show is horribly written and the, the main character is irredeemable. And in my opinion, unpleasant to watch. I can see why people like him. He's dark. He's edgy. I think that's literally what the show dark is called. Schneider. Dark <laughs> Schneider. Right. No, but the show is like literally called like, oh, uh, a dark power, power surge fantasy, whatever bullshit. I, I just could not get into it. Um, that's a great OP, though. It does. Bloody power fame. That shit slaps. Yeah, I'm too not. Hey, that's like, sucks. Yeah, it's yeah. also a little too metally for me. But hey, I, again, it's a different strokes for different folks, right? Like that's the. Which is why it's like, all right, this isn't like a, it is offensively bad to me, I think, with the messaging. But at the end of the day, it's a power fantasy show. It's fine, whatever. Fives for me are usually shows that disappointed me in in one way or another, whether that's with writing or with uh, just pivotal plot points or shows that I was okay on and just very indifferent towards. Kind of like what Johnny said. I think Bang Dream. I think I had it at a four. But I think it's probably a five, right? But I just I was so bored by it that I put it at a four. Escaflone, uh, the movie, is what I'm going to put here, where I was frustrated by it. And I could see that it was trying to do things, and I think it would be fun to watch in the show form. But the movie itself uh, frustrated me too much for me to really be any, any higher on it. And lastly, for six, uh, Johnny actually stole one of mine. Uh, I was going to also throw in Akira because... Like Johnny said, it's historically significant. It's a really impactful anime, but man, I did not like it very much at all. I I I struggled to see how people loved it so much, and I know it's not for me, and that's okay. But uh, so I'd say that that's what I generally do with sixes. Sixes for me are usually either shows that really didn't do anything, or that I thought fizzled out. Maybe a good example might be uh, something that didn't. Uh, fit with the manga was so uh, for me domestic girlfriend is another good example of a six where I wanted it to be better like what the manga was but it the, the show ended funny it had a bad ending something along those lines is where a six usually ends up for me I think another one a final way that I use sixes as well is for a show that I know probably critically is good but I just did not enjoy watching at all and could not get into Kaiba is going to be my example for that. I have it at a six. I know it's not bad. Hated every minute of watching it. And uh, but it's objectively fine and, and a good show, I think. So uh, that that for me is uh, my final version of a six. And uh, Jay, what about you? OK, so 
going to start off with my uh, fours here. And, you know, I'm going to start off with a hot. So Johnny actually stole what my quintessential four was, which is a uh, Charlotte. So for me, a four is a show that is watchable, has some fatal flaw or multiple fatal flaws in it, whether that's like Pete's or uh, sorry, like Pat said, the messaging or uh, like the animation is like super like janky or, uh, you know, just usually it's stuff that I would watch it one time, but probably would not watch it again and definitely wouldn't recommend it to anybody. So for me, actually, my quintessential four that isn't Charlotte is Death Note. Ooh, would love it. Wow. I am not a fan of Death Note. I think that it is a show that is, and manga for what it's worth as well, as someone who's read and watched both, is a, it's very up its own ass. The uh, author is, yeah, like carried by the art. It is a show that is, a show in manga, in my opinion, that is carried by the art and by the fact that a lot of people came upon it whenever they were first getting into anime so they thought oh wow this is a great like mystery but it's like just go watch monster like it's better i promise or even link click in my opinion <laughs> yeah i think for me like what separates a four from a five is that a five is something where like if i saw it on i wouldn't change the channel because it has some entertaining merit to me like some rewatchability so for me actually this is a weird one and you know what we're gonna sh say that i'm gonna just go ahead and say that i do think that this is over death note in my anime power rankings my quintessential five is metal fight beyblade which is a pretty garbage show all things considered but like it's just super like off the rip entertaining like it's just so buck wild Whenever they present you with the fact that, like, Moses parted the Red Sea with a Beyblade, for instance. Peak. Like, that's... A five, to me, has something to it that sets it apart from the lower tiers. Like, this, for me, is when we start getting into stuff that I would actually, like, recommend to people or rewatch with some caveats. So, like, my caveat for Beyblade would be, watch this. If you don't mind, like, watching a literal children's show, and if you want something completely ridiculous, for instance. I also had Escalfone out of four, by the way, so, like, two in a row <laughs> at four stolen from me. Not stolen, but, you know. And then for uh, six, I think my quintessential six is... So this is a pretty... Like, this is full of shows that I actually don't dislike all that much. We have stuff like Erased, uh, Umaru-chan, Summer Ghost, Tokyo Revengers here. I think my quintessential six is Mariko-chan. A fine show, good theming to it, kind of some weird undertones to it at points, like with the bath scene and such, but like something I could definitely see myself recommending to a pretty wide variety of people if they're like not scared off by the initial premise and the hor the slight horniness at the beginning is what I would say. So I think for me, like in the four, five, six range, what it really comes down to is like these are all like mid like 
on the upper better end of bad to average and what separates the up like the upper echelons of that for me is like does it have a hook that really gets you does it have something special that sets it apart from the other like you know 40 seasonals that were alongside it that season that sort of thing and uh with that slightly more in-depth explanation i'm gonna pass it off to peter let's go all right so for my fours these are like things that do one thing really bad to the point where it's irritating but there's something about it that keeps you watching and also a lot of times my four falls into like good premise poor execution so something like that that really stuck out to me for like my four is like angel beats where i think like on paper it should have been way better than it was also this falls into like some really trashy etchy shit like asterisk wars and then also like really bad shows that are like like bad uh, by my prime example is love life sunshine where like i really enjoyed the first love live and then i hated sunshine like that's where it falls into my like my four category my fives it does nothing good and nothing bad or it does something really good then really bad uh, something like that would be like Fena Pirate Princess, where like the ending is just so bad. It like I dropped the score like two, three, four points. Also, where the like the bland area I get there, that's like my rent a girlfriends, my like overlords, where it's just like really just okay material. And then for my six, uh, the, a lot of times these are the shows that have like high budgets. But to me, they fumbled the bag in certain ways where I don't think that they're as good as people say they are. Or a lot of times, this is where like most of my etchy falls in because I think etchy tries to do one thing and a lot of times they succeed at it, but the ceiling for that is a six in my book. So yeah, like... Coward. <laughs> Coward. <laughs> like, like, mon- <laughs> like, like Monster Musume is like a six. Like it's always going to be a six. Uh, high School DxD. Depending on which season it is, actually, I think I have one season out of seven, but um, most of the If you weren't high a school... coward, we do Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who here has actually seen it, and I'm not putting that on my mouth. Um, <laughs> but that would also fall coward. in a six. <laughs> and then, uh, like, coward. Uh, high quality, like, um, higher budget shows like Attack on Titan Season 1 or like 86 for me falls into the six range. So. That is my four through six. Miles, why don't you do our next bracket, the sevens and eights? Yeah, so sevens and eights, that's when I'm finally, like, fully enjoying a show. The sevens are shows, to me, that either never hit, like, the high highs, but are, like, competent and entertaining all the way through. For me, that's something like ReZero. Like, I enjoyed ReZero most of the time. There were a couple moments that maybe annoyed me, but there was never any moments where I was, like, let's fucking go you know like i just never really got super passionate about it not even during the white whale scene you know so that's sort of like a seven to me you know so it's something that's it doesn't hit the high notes of of the numbers to come but it's never bad or anything there aren't huge flaws i'll probably still complain about it because that's who i am but like you know it's not it's not real you know it's it's just there are some issues with it. There are a couple other things that can give something a seven. If something is like a technical masterpiece, but maybe the messaging is like not where I want it to be. I could give it like a seven. Um, or if something ends 
poorly. And it was, you know, as Pete was mentioning earlier, like if, you know, other things fall in there too, but that re zero example for me is like my quintessential seven for eights. It's, it's very similar to a seven, but it has some like, like we're, we're moving away from like the Hills and getting into the mountains. Those peaks are a little bit higher now, you know, you have some valleys and stuff, you know, maybe some moments, a couple of episodes, like a two episode arc where like, I'm a little bored. So for me, Mobile Suit Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans is like a really good example of this, where there are like large swaths of that show where I'm glued to my screen. I'm super invested in what's happening. And then there are like between those moments, maybe like two or three episodes where I'm like, huh, this is, this is fine. But for the most part, when you like average that all together, it's, really enjoyable but there still is you're getting less of that stuff that i'm not super hype about and as we move into our nines and tens uh you know that those moments are just sort of gone so it did you know if something's like well i'll talk about it later but basically what's going to separate this from a nine or a ten is that there's still bits in an eight where i'm maybe not the craziest about something um but i still like overall above average for the majority of the of the anime cat how about your sevens and eights so for my sevens um i am a very i have a lot of sevens sevens are my go-to score for something and for this reason sevens are the type of show so i have, I have three criteria for sevens the first criteria is a show that starts off really enjoyable like it starts off and I'm like throughout the first six episodes, I'm rating it like eights, nines, sometimes maybe even a 10. And then uh, it might fumble the bag a bit, not to the point where I'm going down to like sixes and fives. Like it's, you know, if handshakers was like a, an eight and then uh, it got revealed that one of the characters was that two of the characters that were brother and sister just decided, you know, we're going to hook up like that. That would bring it down to a five. Versus an eight, they have some things that kind of push it over the top. For me, that'd be Uzaki-chan. Like Uzaki is very, it's very fun for me because I like the I like the bantering between the two characters and like it's it isn't that remarkable for me, but it is also very enjoyable. It's something that I can I can watch a lot of the time and not really have a problem with and still be still feel good. Uh, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rave about it, like, all the time. And the, the difference, the difference between, like, that versus something like, you know, Akadama Drive or something like that, where it was basically a 10 through the whole, the whole way through, and then it fumbled a bag, and the ending, and I, but the, the journey from, like, episode 1 to episode 10 or 11, that's where, like, all of that score is, and those, and that last episode dropped it down two points. That's, that's kind of how I feel about an 8. Because those are, those are, like, they either are very even all the way through, or they have very high highs and then fumble. Uh, those are kind of, like, my, my scores for 7s and 8s. Kind of like with P and uh, like Echi anime, for me, seven out of ten is where like most slice of life anime ends up. It's and it's like, and I think that like sevens for me in general is like 
I can look back and like if somebody asks me like, hey, did you watch the show? I'll be like, yeah, it's good. And then I'll proceed to not remember anything that happened in the show. That's like a seven for me. It's like I watched it. I had a good time. But at the end of the day, if my if I didn't watch it, would my life be any different? No, not really. And I guess there's also another category where it's just like, I think the show is bad, but I also ironically enjoyed it. So I gave it a seven. So like for me, my seven out of 10 is SAO because it's just like, I will say some things about SAO are genuinely really good. Like the animation in the newest season is actually like probably top 10, but it's just the story's so bad. So like that's like that's a seven out of ten for me. For it's like it's usually it's either like funny, bad, but still enjoyable, or something that's like it's good, but it's not really memorable. For me, an eight, it brings it up to that point where it's like after watching it, I'll like think back on a couple of scenes, like oh, I really like this, you know, like just a couple of things about the show that was really good. So for me, my eight, my eighth example here would be Wuthering with You. I think that like Wuthering with You is pro is probably the Visually, one of the best anime I've ever seen. I liked a lot of scenes about it, but it's just like there was just some things about it that weren't enough to like bring it up to that next level of a nine or a ten. But it's still something that I enjoyed, and I can look back and remember certain scenes and talk about it with other people. So that's what I consider an eight out of ten. So moving on to Pat, I also put Sao as my seven out of ten uh, for just a slightly different steal reason. Each other's? I don't know. We got, we got good, others. <laughs> we, we got good taste, I guess. Uh, yeah. So I, uh, the reason I put SAO there though, uh, is probably because of personal affect, you know, it's what got me into anime and I love it. Uh, so I think a lot of shows are in that seven out of 10 range uh, because of that, because I enjoyed the show and I acknowledge that there were a lot of flaws with it, but I still liked it enough to, to want to recommend it to someone like, kind of like what you said earlier as well, Johnny, with the, you know, what, Something that I could give to, say to someone and be like, oh, yeah, no, I would watch that. That was good. It was worth the time to watch. I'd say the seven is really the breaking point for that. Seven and above is where I would start recommending basically everything that's on my list there. Um, another thing that might be a, a seven for me would be something that wasn't remarkably amazing, but also just uh, I thought did like a pretty objective good job with the story or with just gen everything in general. So I, I chose uh, The Princess and the Pilot. Uh, which is a movie that almost no one has seen, but it's uh, it's just perfectly fine. And there's nothing wrong with it, really. It's a very basic story, very basic characters, and it's just solid. There's nothing nothing really to differentiate it otherwise. And I'd say uh, when, when I start getting into the eight category is when it starts uh, approaching closer to being flawless. There may be one glaring error that keeps it from being a 10 to me or uh, a point where I disagree with the character decision that felt out of character or, or the, it's usually there's only one or two things wrong for me with an eight uh, to, to not have it be uh, in that next tier up. And so I chose uh, Bochi the Rock, I think, for my quintessential eight, uh, because I really, really enjoyed watching the show. I thought the characters were really, really good and fun. I thought the dialogue was fun, but it was just a bit repetitive for me. It didn't feel I, I it didn't tick over to that next tier for me. Maybe I didn't relate to it as much because I'm probably about the opposite of Bochi. I'm very outgoing. I like, uh, and social. I'm, I'm very, uh, extroverted as, as a person. So maybe I couldn't relate to it as much. I really don't know. Uh, but yeah, so that's what I would put, uh, or that, that's how I would char uh, characterize 
sevens and eights. Uh, Jay, what about you? So I think for me, uh, seven and eight are like a six up to a seven is probably about like overall average to me. I think seven in general, this is where I kind of fall on middling adaptations of manga that I like. So things that have a, a strong premise to them, but maybe I didn't like either the direction or the animation or something about it. Like there was, there's pieces of it that keep it from ascending to the, the, the eights or the nines. So for me, I have uh, two, I actually have two examples of this from a recent season. The first one is Tokyo Mew Mew New, which in my opinion was a very solid adaptation of the source material that added, like updated it to a modern uh, time. Um, Tokyo Mew Mew New is a very environmental focused uh, manga and always has been and anime as well. So they updated some of the figures to kind of show how dire the situation has gotten since like the manga came out in the nineties. Like there's something where like in the, like in the manga in the nineties, there were like 5% of species worldwide are facing extinction. And then they update it to like 25% for them on like for this year to show like it, to make it accurate for present day. But there were certain aspects of it that just kind of kept me from liking it too much. Like, I think that the, like, for me, voice acting was a big one for this, because all the voice actors were brand new uh, idols that they got to do the OP and stuff like that, so there were some kind of iffy parts of that. The other one that I would compare this to that I had, that I have basically like an equal amount of enjoyment for what happened in it was uh, Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man and Tokyo Mew Mew New are equal anime in my (laughs) eyes. I just didn't like the direction too much in the Chainsaw Man. Didn't anime. know you were so low on Tokyo Mew Mew Jay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the anime, the direction that much. It was kind of like I know I understand what the director was going for, but I just didn't think it was a good good adaptation for that manga in particular. So that kind of showed like sevens for me. Like there's something that is just kind of wrong with a core aspect of it that keeps me from putting it as like a truly great show, but it is still something that I would recommend to most people provided they're into like the genre. Uh, An eight for me is something that like, I think it's pretty special overall and would recommend to most people. Usually they have like really good themings or they're uh, very feel good things that I think people kind of need in their lives or they have like uh, just really solid characters or animation that uh, are cut above everything else on the list right now. So for me, I think it's hard. It's hard to say what my quintessential eight is because I think this is where I end up rating a lot of the stuff that we watch, as well as a lot of the seasonals that I end up sticking with are you eights. I think for me though, the quintessential eight. I'm going to have to go with uh, DIY Do-It-Yourself as my quintessential aid. Good job! That show, I think, just has like great voice acting, uh, fantastic animation style. Like I think it just has a very unique animation and uh, draw, like art style in general. And I love the soundtrack as well. Like It felt like I was playing Animal Crossing the whole time I was watching it, which like the... Vo- like. It's a wholly vibes-based eight, but like to me, 
I think that art at the end of the day is about how it elicits a reaction in people. And something like do it yourself that like gets to the core of it and makes it feel like, yes, I can do it myself. Like, I think that that's something people need. And for me, like, that's what elevates innate is whenever it's something that I think can has the potential to affect people's lives with messaging or just like the beauty of it or whatever. And yeah, with that slightly more emotional explanation, I'm going to pass it off to Peter. I also gave DIY an eight. So let's go. So my sevens, uh, these usually fall in the line along the lines of they do like one or two things like well or very well, but then miss the mark on other parts of the story. Or if they have like a really fun cast of characters, this is usually what falls in my seven. A lot of the shows that I find like fun and enjoyable, relaxing, that don't take itself too serious usually fall in the seven category. So shows like Noragami is like a seven for me where this is also like a show where if they removed one character, Yuki, it'd be like a nine. But there's like something where they do something like really well and then something else is just off about it. Other things like Domestic Girlfriend where... It is just a, a trashy soap opera, and that's what I'm viewing it as, is, and that's what I got. And to me, that's like a great 7 out of 10 anime. And something like My Little Monster, where it's like really just like goofy and fun uh, rom-com, where like the male lead can like, you know, beat up the world, and the girl is like his kryptonite. Stuff like that is just like really fun and goofy and shows I like. And then my 8s are things that do like kind of like the same things, but just a little bit well, or better than like a 7. This is also where like shows that have like a lot of potential but are unfinished fall in this category. Before season two came out, but like be- like season one of like Devil is a Part Timer to me was like the stereotypical like eight where it's just like this show could be so much fun. Like I love the premise; it's unique. Uh, that and the Girl Who Left Through Time were like my staples for eights, and then also something like Nishi Joe where it's super funny and it does things like really well. I just want more of it. To like really flesh out the story because it doesn't really like conclude anything it's just kind of a little episodic at points but it does have like a little bit of a main storyline but we got left off at a point where it's just like it just ends there so that's like why something like nishi joe where it's critically acclaimed to me is like an eight and not higher okay so we're gonna move on to our nines and tens to wrap things off miles take it away yeah so i have like two categories for nines right So there are nines, which are just, like, absolutely phenomenal shows, but they don't quite resonate with me on, like, a 10 level. So that might be something like Your Name or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. There's just phenomenal movies and shows. There's really nothing wrong with them for the most part. Sure, you can, like, maybe, if you really want to dig into it, come up with some complaints, at least from my perspective. But they don't, like resonate with me as much as something that I would give a 10. The other version of a 9 for me is something that like like sure it has flaws but who fucking cares? It's awesome. And so like Birdie Wing is my example for that. Some people might be like, oh, Birdie Wing? You have that at a 9? And I would say fuck yeah I do. (laughs) And you know what? If they kiss at the end, I'll give it a 10. Um, So... (laughs) 
you know, that's sort of it for me. Like, I, I don't, whatever, for whatever reason, I just like really love Birdie Wing. I have so much fun watching it. It is a great time. Every episode I put it in, I'm invested in all the little arcs and stuff. I was like, holy shit, who's Owie's real father? Like, it's soapy bullshit. Pete was saying that's like how he gives something a seven, but I don't fucking care. For me, it's a nine. I love that shit. I'll eat it up. <laughs> um, my wife and I bonded over our love of Degrassi. So, Based. yeah, that's that's it for me for nines. Now, tens are something that like, like they either hit me in my in my heart in some way where I'm like, this is this is like literally me. Like when I'm watching uh, that stargazing scene in Kaguya, where I was just like, I I was sure a god I when I was a teenager, and it just like made me feel so happy and wholesome and stuff. That's like the way that I do that. If I like super heavily relate to something and it's also just like really well made and I enjoyed it the entire time, but it has that like extra level of resonance with me or sort of like matches my wavelength. That's one. And then the other one is something that makes me feel like utter fucking trash as a human being and makes me hate being human. So my favorite anime of all time is Devil Man Cry Baby. And after I watched that, I just felt like absolute trash for a while. And I was just like, what have I seen? Why do we even bother living here? And I love that feeling. It makes me really happy. And, <laughs> you know, same feeling you got after watching a Remo? No, it's, 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 it's different, but same, same. Slightly so different. Tell me a Remo is, is a one, but also a 10 for you. There's, there's a thin line between love and hate the difference between a one and a 10 is a zero i'll let you figure out what that means <laughs> but if, if something just like really makes me feel something no matter which way it is as long as it's what i view as like the intended message of the show be that heavy amounts of joy or heavy amounts of sadness or something and i just can't stop thinking about it uh, that's like a 10 for me. It's just something that like impacts me very greatly. Cat, how about you? So, <laughs> for nines, nines are shows that, uh, so this is where like heavy feelings come into play. Nines are shows that I know are not, like, they're not quality enough to be a 10. Like, there, there's just enough issues with quality or just like there's something that's hampering it back like it's, it looks a little bit too dated or uh, like for its time let's put it that way um or it it's very there are certain things that just hold it back like for, for as an example my roommate is a cat is one of the shows that almost got me to tears it's not a it's not a show that people normally think is a nine, but it's one of those shows that when I look at it, especially with the the death of my uh, my cat from like twelve that I've had for like twelve years, this show hits even even harder. I was actually watching this at work and starting to tear up because it reminded me of my cat Sunny. Because of the, it's a very simple story, but it's told very elegantly, in my opinion, and it uh, it hits me in such in such a good place that it makes me feel good, and that and it, and it reassured me that it is a nine. The other version of a nine is something that is just right up there. It's there's something about it that keeps it back, like real life. 
Real Life is a 9 for me because it's almost there. It's almost there. If we had, like, if there was a little bit of extra uh, momentum with Real Life, like the, the ending episode of Real Life where we actually saw them, like, go a little bit through life together and, and see them a little bit older instead of them having cut off, like, even the little bit of the webcomic that they had, that was... That's one of the things that I would have loved. That would have pushed it over to a 10 for me. On the other hand, a 10, there are things that are quality 10s, and there are things that are emotional 10s. Uh, an immediate 10 is something that makes me cry. Like, actually makes me, like, ugly cry, because I've, I've got so much, like, feelings going on. One of those would be uh, Millennium Actress. Satoshi Kone. Millennium Actress made me feel, like, almost happy to be aging, in a way. It was, like, being able to look at what I've done over my life, uh, for how much life I've had, uh, it makes me feel like, you know, I I'm not just kind of floundering through life. I'm doing decent things, at the very least, to try and, like, you know, at least further myself, if not my community. And it made me cry in a, in a really good way. It made me feel good. I And then there's quality tints. Now, Millennium Actress is a quality tint, but it's mainly a tint for the, uh, for the emotional aspect of it. Versus something like Maiden Abyss, uh, the... What's the name of it? The second season? Uh, the second season. The Golden City of the Scorching Sun. This show is quality because even though there are emotional aspects to it, the show is top-notch music. Kevin Pinkett is a genius when it comes to music. And he and the animation is absolutely stunning with the characters that have already been developed and going throughout the world and trying to figure out this mystery of what's going on and then the culmination of it, the climax of the entire show is this absolutely grand masterpiece that by itself could be a movie that gets a 10, but it's wrapped into a show that has a 10 around it? That is the culmination of peak. That is perfect. Made in Abyss, the city of the golden... Uh, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun is my culmination of a 10, and it is the reason why I watch anime. So for me, it's like, a 9 is like, when you watch an anime, and then once you're done, you just have to sit down for a second and just, like, not do anything and just look up in the skies like, fuck, I just watched that. That, like, you, you guys know that feeling, right? It's like... You watch a show that's so good, you just don't want to do anything else for, like, the next 20 minutes. You just want to think about the show. You Google when season two's coming out. You want to see that, like, what's next. You're tempted to buy the manga, but you never do because you're never committed to anything in life. Maybe that's just me, but that, to me, is a nine. It's something that makes you think. It's not something that you're going to easily forget. It's something that's just phenomenal in one way or another that makes you just really want to like think of like it just, it stays with you i think that's the separation between for me between an eight and a nine is that a show that's a nine out of ten sticks with me on an emotional level and for me something like that but it's just that there's just always this one little thing that separates it from a ten 
So for me, my example of a nine is, and probably my strongest nine is uh, Mashoka Tensei. And that's because it is the only show that I have watched all 24 episodes of in one day. Like, Hello, I know what Miles is going to say, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I cannot deny, I, I've never had that experience of a show before where I just could not stop watching until it was over. And, but the thing is, that's what separates it from, because my, my other nine that I was going to say is also Made in Abyss. Unfortunately, both these shows can't be tens because of, uh, yeah. Thanks. So, yeah. And that's where the separation of a nine and a ten for me. I think for me, the emotional impact between a nine and a ten is roughly the same. It's just that a ten stays with me for years. And that's why for me, I think I have the least ten out of ten shows for me. Compared to all of you guys, because for me, if we only count full seasons of shows, I only have three shows out of ten. And for me, it's like, it, it has to just be something that like I see that like is above almost everything else that I've seen. It has done so much for me, and I know like, and I know that like, this is a show that in ten years, I'll still think is a ten out of ten. And for me, my example, to, I, to probably nobody's surprise here, is ReZero. It's like, I think I watched it, I think I watched it at, like, the perfect time for me when I was, like, 15 years old. And it's like, I think at the time, I didn't think it was a 10, but now looking back, and I think, like, I, re I really do want to think that, like, watching ReZero has made me, like, reconsider a lot of things about my life. And it's like, it's... It's the only show that actually managed to get me to uh, read ahead. So I think that has, to, like, that has to say something about it. And it's just something that, like, stays with me for such a long time. Like, I could write a five-hour... I could write, a, like, a five-page essay, no, 50-page essay about this. But, yeah, I'm just going to move on. I think I've said enough, so let's move on to Pat. For a nine, for me, I, I'd say generally it's just a show that I enjoyed all throughout. And it either hasn't had the chance to make off, make up that payoff, you know, that final little oomph that would tick it over to a 10. Uh, so a good example for that might be uh, Haruhi has not done that yet, even though I've I think I have all three th Haruhi entries at a nine out of 10 so far. If whatever that story finishes or reaches its natural ending point, uh, I, I could see myself moving that up to a 10. Right. I think that that's that's one of the categories of nines. That are out there. Another category would be a show that has this immense emotional payoff moment, but doesn't quite tick that tick the box throughout the rest of it. So I think a good example of this is Fate Zero, specifically the second season of Fate Zero. The second half of the season is just mind-blowingly great. I, I could not put it down, and I loved it. But it does drag at points. There, there's very minor problems with it. I, I would say throughout the show. So that's why it's at a nine for me. And then the last example of a, of a show at a nine that I had was Perfect Blue. And I would say the reasoning behind that is that not only did I really enjoy it and think it critically was an incredible movie, I was frustrated by the ending. I was frustrated by the lack of clarity or the lack of a solution, which I know is the point. doesn't matter. It still frustrated me. So that's why I, uh, so I have it at a nine. And I think there are a couple other shows like that where I would have wanted a slightly more clear messaging or uh solutions i get maybe not messages but 
solutions and and answers to to the questions that it had posed. And so, yeah, that's where uh, that's where my nines are. And my tens generally are going to be shows that, like everyone else has said, either emotionally moved me or that I think were just perfect throughout, which is there's very few of them out there as well. For me, uh, a good example, I think, would be Violet Evergarden. I mean, I've got it freaking tattooed on me. I adore that show. And even with some of the flaws or different moments that it has that are flawed, I still loved it enough that the flaws didn't even really bother me. I, and I wouldn't even really like highlight them. I wouldn't even know where to start. But I get I understand why people don't like it. But for me, it completely changed my perspective on an entire emotion. I feel, you know, love and and gratitude and, and appreciation for yeah, the the different kinds of love in your life. And I so that's where that's one category of tens, I would say. Another category of tens is a show that I think is both well written and something I enjoyed immensely, and that would be uh Zombieland Saga Revenge specifically. There's tons of payoff off of stuff that is set up earlier on in the show, both in the first season and the second season. I think the show is very cleverly written and it demonstrates that there is stuff that is thought about at the beginning very, very beginning of the show that they meant to have happen. Everything that happens on screen is done for a reason. And I'd say the last category for tens, which is only a few of them, are shows that I think are not only perfectly written, beautiful, but also just blow me away and have that that moment where you just it, it just. It leaves you thinking about it, like like others have said, thinking about it for months, years to come, whatever. And I think a good example of that would be Gurren Lagann for me. Uh, I could not stop thinking about that show after I finished it. I never can. I still talk about it nonstop and it is going to forever be one of my favorite stories, I think. And in my opinion, uh, the most complete story I've ever seen told in a, in fiction. And I, uh, so I think that that like shows like that shows that I am that's emotionally attached to are, are also going to be tens for me. Uh, but yeah, what about you, Jay? Uh, for me, nines are stuff that I think everybody should watch in some way. Usually they have like some pretty deep theming to them. So like, i.e. something like Girls Last Tour or uh, Inu O or Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Uh, whereas like a 10 to me has to really stretch and push the boundaries of of the medium that it's in. I use uh, video games as an example all the time because people have some like, uh, you know what, I won't get into it. But Needless to say, I don't think The Last of Us is a 10 out of 10 video game. Great story, though. So for animation, I think that to like things that really push the boundaries as far as animation goes is stuff like uh, Fooly Cooly, FLCL, where they just literally switch mediums at points into like manga panels and stuff like that. Uh, Sunny Boy, where literally just like the whole thing is insane animation, uh, beautifully done. Pretty much, I think Sunny Boy is my quintessential ten. Like that, that show really affected me and kind of like tends to me change how I view anime in some way. Like they affect my taste, they influence what I watch in the future. Um, there's stuff that like if I were to give like a touchstone to somebody, like this is what I enjoy about animation as a medium. Like tens are stuff like that. So I've got, you know, stuff like Fully Cooley and Sunny Boy, as I mentioned. But I also have stuff like, you know, Vinland Saga, both seasons of it. And uh, Howl's Moving Castle as my Ghibli 10, personally. 
I, I just think that for me, tins are a wide variety of things, but they all have to be doing something that pushes the medium in some way, whether it's through the, you know, actual animation or the uh, ris- risky storytelling or great voice acting cast, stuff like that. And with that, uh, once again, slightly shorter explanation, I'm going to pass it off to Peter. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so for my nines, I, I kind of break it up into two different spots, uh, especially for how many seasonals I watch. So a nines for seasonals that I'm watching are shows that I find fantastic, but I'm not going out of my way, essentially, to watch the episode like the day it airs. So something like an example for that right now is like Golden Kamui, where I don't really have a flaw of that show. I just don't really go out of my way to watch it every single week. And Jay, Jay's death staring me. <laughs> Um, also it's just like shows out our movies that might just be missing like an it factor for me to really push it above the nine. So something like Miles said earlier, your name to me is like a really solid nine. And also something like Yuri on ice is just like fundamentally great. I love like the soundtrack and the voice acting, but for some reason to me, it just doesn't have that next level for me to push it to a 10 just based off personal taste. Maybe if we had a movie. Was that? Maybe if we had a movie. Maybe. Um, and then my tens are, I actually have like my top tens are broken up into like two things. One I think is like technically the best. And then one is like my personal, but usually tens are established and fleshed out stories. Uh, the technicality of it can vary, but usually you can tell it has a higher budget. It takes genres and elevates them above what's on the norm. So something like Asobi Asobase is like my favorite comedy anime of all time. So for me, that's a 10. But before I watched that, I had Psyche K at a 10. But then I kind of like adjust my rankings based off of what I view is like the best type of thing. So now Psyche K is a 9 and also Biasobase is a 10 because I feel like that is the funniest anime I've ever seen. So that's kind of like how I do my 10s like that. Um, and like a lot of times there's like underlying themes or messagings that I really love that elevate the show for me. Something like Ranking of Kings, which I thought its messaging was just fantastic. And how they did that through the story was incredible. But then I have like my perfect, like the best anime I've ever seen. I think like technically wise is just like perfect blue. I think it's just incredible what they do everything in that movie. So it varies from like something from like Asobi Asobase to perfect blue are in my tens. And though they are polar opposites, that's kind of like how I do my tens. And it's really fun. And I like, I like giving shows tens. If they are enjoyable and fun and well-made, there's a good chance that it's going to be like an eight, nine or 10 for me. Because I think anime is fun, and I like reading fun things. So, uh, that is our rating scale. So, before we get into like our fun little on the spot thing, we wanted to see how anime has changed for us throughout the years. Like how you view anime. Maybe an example of like something that you watched before and now you view it differently. So, Miles, you start. Go for it. Yeah. So, just like really quickly, I think a trend that has changed in me is that when I first started watching anime, I really liked, and I still do, but less so not even less so but like i i really like devil may cry baby is my favorite anime right it's really dark dim pessimistic and stuff but recently i i like some sunshine i like i like some optimism let's be happy every once in a while so that's sort of to have fun how i've i've changed over the time i you know things don't need uh to be a downer to be good uh, you can be happy and good, and and that's sort of how I've evolved my tastes. I think that's like the biggest evolution. Um, I I love me some happy endings now, and that's a big one for me. What about you, Cat? So for me, when I was when I just started getting into anime, 
I had to watch a show that was that my friends had watched. I had to watch a show that, you know, other people had watched so I could discuss it with them. And mainly that was just because I wanted to be with cool kids. Well, but then now as it's changed, as I've changed, like I have started to like, I've started to like shows that I can genuinely vibe with. I like to watch shows that make me feel good instead of trying to watch shows that uh trying to watch shows that other people talk about because i can talk about shows that nobody else has watched because i have people that i that i enjoy and part of that is watching it with you guys because i like to be able to watch shows that i haven't seen before and be able to talk with them about people and it's almost like even if we're watching through a show that feels like sludge i get to shit on it with you guys which is very very fun so i i do enjoy that uh that's how anime has changed for me what about you johnny yeah so for me i guess when i was starting to watch anime i would try to like in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to watch this amount of anime in this category so I can accurately gauge, like, what is the best show of, like, a specific category. So, you know, like, Slice of Life, I'd watch Dragon Maid. Uh, Isekai, I'd watch SAO. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I would do in the past. Is, like I would try to, like, objectively see which show of which category was the best. But I think now that I've seen enough shows of, like, each category i think i don't i don't really care about what category of the show it is anymore i kind of just watch like okay to be right i don't watch too much anime anymore but i just watch like what people are saying is like the best shows overall instead of like looking for a specific genre show to watch yeah i'd say that uh to sum up my my change in taste is i've gotten to have a lot less patience for garbage uh in particular like rom rom tom rom-com tropes and and just tropes in general. I think I I have I used to just not notice them or not be bothered by them. And I don't know, maybe I went to college and I learned how to write, and then I suddenly started to notice these things a lot more. And I, I so I'd say I, I picked like a couple shows just to note like how my taste might have changed. So like Rail Wars, a sh- one of the first shows I ever watched, it went down to a six from being in like that seven or eight range originally. A show like My Little Monster that I watched went uh, started at a six, but like for me but that's because i watched it later on it would have been an eight or a nine if i was younger and less jaded uh and then ironically shiki the uh, uh show went up from a six to a seven after seeing how the real world handled the pandemic you know and after see growing up a bit more and understanding why these characters are making such stupid decisions and and so on so i'd say that that's generally like again my taste has generally stayed the same in terms of what i really enjoy in shows but my tolerance for for crap has gone way down. And I think that that reflects in just how little I, I wouldn't say I'm like Johnny where I, I watch almost nothing, but I, I do watch a lot fewer shows than I used to when it back when I was watching 10 or 15 seasonals. And I, I don't know, I stopped getting that satisfaction or that, or that, that rush from finishing a show that I didn't even really care about that much. And maybe I've just gotten evolved to have less time or find different hobbies, but I'd say that that's how my, my taste has changed the most. Uh, what about you, Jay? I kind of got back into anime like a few years back, so my taste hasn't really changed a whole lot. I think that I'm more open to just trying out seasonals and stuff now instead of sticking to stuff that I know. Like, I've definitely diversified 
my palate a lot more, I would say. And, uh, yeah, honestly, like I said, I haven't really, like, I don't have a long enough time frame to really give, like, an accurate judgment, in my opinion. I know that's kind of a cop-out, so I apologize for that, but after that, I'm going to pass it off to Peter. Uh, yeah. so it is what it is. Mine actually kind of relates to Jay. Um, I hate binging shows now. Like, I am a full seasonal watcher. I love the fact that, like, my Mondays are Vinland Saga, my Tuesdays are Skip and Lover, my Wednesdays are Ochinoko. Like, I love that and i love the discourse where it's like guess what kind of like what cat says guess what tomorrow's skipping low for day we can talk about it like yes i can't wait where i if i go and binge you know miles is binging like gundam wing it's like i don't know i watched that show when i was 12 it's really hard to talk about it i guess i really like the discourse and staying relevant and watching good shows not like Gun- actually Gundam Wing's good, sorry. Uh, but like, you know, stuff like that where it's like I can keep up with like it's what's airing fun. now. It's fun. It's fun. So yeah, that, that's that's by far the biggest thing that changed for me because I used to I used to literally when I got into anime watch like episode like uh, a twelve episode show like a day. Like I was watching an anime a day. And now I just I can't even imagine doing that anymore. I don't even remember the last anime i watched like actually i do remember it's laid back camp i was super hungover and that's why i watched it do you mind if i comment on that really quick uh no okay you don't mind or no i can't dealer's choice okay because like okay so i binged like 13 episodes of Edland saga today and i i fucking loved it it was amazing show's so good i gotta just keep going but but I'm like of two minds of it, right? Like I love talking about some of these shows weeks to week, but other shows they just give me anxiety that I have to wait a week. And so like I love G Witch, but the fact that I have to wait week to week to figure out exactly what's happening, and also because it's original, and so I have no way to know if they're gonna just fumble the fucking bag at the end and like make the show bad, fills me with dread. I hate not knowing. I need to know, and I have to wait, and I hate it. I'd say I'm of the same mind where there are some shows I can watch week to week or like my favorites, but just generally speaking, I am such a binger now. Uh, I kind of meant to say that when I was watching really kind of like, I can't even watch some anime at what at one time speed anymore. Sometimes like there are shows that I liked that I was like, I need to watch at 1.5 or two times mm-hmm. because they just talk so slowly or and again, maybe that's me being jaded now but i do it now yeah but like i i'm aware of it now even more so and i think that that reflects like part of that is i've watched so much great stuff that the bad stuff stands out you know so much now and Mm -hmm. uh, so i i don't know i think that that's uh sorry i meant to say that earlier but that's a great point like the binging versus seasonal watching i've done like there are shows that you're airing right now like you guys are talking about with birdie wing i'd love to binge that but like sitting here week to week I'd get I'd get lose interest eventually. I'd be frustrated to not be seeing how things are ending or, or or finishing up, you know. For sure. All right. So that was like how we've changed throughout the years with our anime taste, and we're going to our final portion. This is like the for fun on the spot. We all came up with questions for each other, and yeah, we'll have a fun little game here or whatever that we're gonna do. So I'm gonna go first, and then uh, Miles, you can go afterwards. So they can show you how it's done. So as you are all aware. The Scripps National Spelling Bee just wrapped up. Now, the uh, stiff competition uh, yields uh, words that a lot of people spell incorrectly. So, gentlemen, I need you to spell your state's most incorrect, like, common word. Uh, I'm also not going to dox you, so I'll just say the word. Uh, but also, 
just for fun, I misspelt Minnesota's uh, most common misspelt word, which was kindergarten. I'm dumb. So I'm going to start how I wrote it down on the list. Pat, you're going to go first. Your word that you have to spell is jewelry. Okay. Uh, jewelry. <laughs> J-E-W-E-L-R-Y. Jewelry. That is correct, Pat. Oh, my God. I would have gotten that wrong. <laughs> I would have gotten it right. Hey. I, I was actually a finalist in my county for the scripts when i was in like eighth grade or whatever whatever year it was so that makes sense I'm, i've been really good at spelling my whole life so i'm proud of myself for nice. representing my state way to go pat uh miles you are up next oh, i'm so bad at spelling your word <laughs> Let's do this. your word is becoming what i'm not gonna dox your state but apparently this is a hard word <laughs> to live. can you give me the definition Yes, um, this is really becoming of you, Miles. Please answer the question. (laughs) I didn't know if it was like that or like, damn, that ass is nice. I'm a becoming. You know what I mean? Ah, Um, Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, that would be scripts. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go there. (laughs) Okay, um, (laughs) B-E-C-O- M I N G. That is correct. That's so easy. I know, but I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're doing it by state, so do you have a word for me? I do. I have your oh. most misspelled word in, from your country. Cat, mm. you are up next. Your oh, word God. is promise. P R O M I S E. That is correct. No. <laughs> well, I was disappointed in my state for becoming, but like. <laughs> I know, I, oh my god! Jay, <laughs> can you tell him from the south? Yeah. Like, <laughs> For Jay, I used your hometown state, not your current one, so... Oh. Your word is kernel, like the popcorn. Oh, okay, so... K-E-R-N-E-L. That is correct. We are four oh for four. Oh my god, it's a K? Yeah. Yes, it is, it's a K. This is what is so bad. What was Thank his... You. Uh, current states do you did you have uh, it, right it was now? also becoming so the i'm ah, not okay. gonna say where you guys live but apparently you guys are struggling up there <laughs> we're, we're close to each other all right johnny <laughs> your word is yacht i, I know this y-a-c-h-t we want five for five for the what do you say okay. oh. good job we boys. can read we can read good job well i went with five for six because i spelt kindergarten uh k-i-n-d-e-r-g-a-r-d-e-n gets it wrong oh because you know it's german yeah so i got that wrong so technically five for six but uh i'm proud of you guys that's what matters so miles you're up next yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I did if I had spelled becoming wrong on the fucking podcast. Oh, I would have. Uh, I would have made a YouTube short of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I would have re-downloaded TikTok for that. Okay, so I have like, a, a, you guys can answer either one or both if you have a quick answer for this. But I want to know a show that you went into that you thought you would like that you didn't like and a show that you went into thinking you wouldn't like that you did like for that. And so we'll start with uh cat going in order here, but cat looks like he's not ready yet. So Johnny, how about you? <laughs> uh, sure. So for a show that I thought I would like that I didn't like Haruhi, just because of the endless eight, you know, that 
completely and utterly insulting excuse of an anime. And so for and for a show that I thought I didn't like that I did like, I guess I'll go ahead and say Haruhi the movie because you already didn't like the first. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, yeah, but like okay, that's cheap. So I, I I'll go with JoJo's because I think like like Cat, I watched like the first part and I thought it was kind of mid, but then like part two I enjoyed it more and more. So like as I kept watching it, it kept getting better and better. So I guess for me that's a show that like I thought I wouldn't like at first. I thought it was like you know like. I guess the way that Pat describes it is like way too like Americanized or whatever, but I I, I don't know I, I I ended up really enjoying it. There you okay. go, awesome. And Pat, you're up next. I guess I I, I would throw uh, Akira in there. That's kind of cheating, uh, just because we've already kind of talked about it as my show that I didn't like as much as I thought I would uh, going into it, because I expected to think that it was like instant classic, ten out of ten. Uh, maybe another answer would be. The Land of the Giant giant Insects. I expected it to be more interesting than it ended up being, which it really was just like a gore fest for... That wasn't even that gory. It was more just like a butterfly sucks the blood out of a girl, and then that's cool. Like, that happens. Like, no big deal. A show I expected to not like that I really, really did like. Okay, so a show that I thought that I would enjoy, but I did end up enjoying, I'm going to go with a currently running seasonal with My Home Hero. I thought I would enjoy that, but oof, definitely Same. not. And then, uh, yeah, I don't have really. I don't, yeah, I don't really have a show that has surprised me yet. I would like one though. Okay, <laughs> you just know when you know. Honestly, maybe review. Uh, sorry, oh. maybe review Starlight. I like okay. that a lot more than I thought I would. Rainbow season two. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Third time uh, no. you made that joke today. Um, what, what do we got? <laughs> I'm gonna cheat a little bit just because. Um, the show that I didn't think I was going to like, but then, like, loved, uh, I'm going to say Berserk, uh, just because I thought that I would like it. I didn't think I would get four tattoos of it. Literally, like, my favorite thing of all time. And then the show that I thought I would like that I didn't like, to me, that sticks out is Bungo Stray Dogs. Did not enjoy that show at all. And it, everything on paper, it seems like I would really enjoy that show. Watch the second season. It's so I'm, much I'm busy. <laughs> and finally, we're back around the cat. All right. So a show that I thought I would like, but I really did not like is Baki. I thought that I would like it because it was martial arts, but I didn't like it because it was um, it was very overdrawn and very anime-esque. I have given it a higher score than I had it before because... Uh, and then a show that I thought I would not like, but ended up liking a lot, was, um, was Data Live. Really, weirdly enough, I thought I would hate that show, and it ended up it was it was better than I expected. I like those answers. You and Pete had really good answers because uh, Bungo Stray Dogs for me, I also thought. Yeah, on text, it has a lot of good stuff. Uh, okay, yeah. that is my question. Who is up next? I guess it's me. So, all right, let's see, Pete. You uh, regularly say that you. You regularly say that you have better taste than most people in the anime community. So what anime do you like that most of the anime community finds terrible? Ooh. Oh, I oh, know one for Pete. I, I, know, I know one. Uh, so I'm a big fan of just, like, the sh the concept of the show, if they just execute what they're trying to do, then I like it. One that really sticks out to me is uh, Aho Girl or Dumb Girl. It's, oh, yeah. It's just a show about a dumb girl, and that's exactly <laughs> what happens to it. And I think it has, like, a 6.5 on Mal. I think I gave it an 8. I, I think it's really funny. That's my answer. Alright. Pat, 
you are an old anime connoisseur. Notorious for nominating old anime that was seen as a classic, only to be criticized during Watch Club. What calls you to older anime? Uh, just people who talk about it. I don't know. The fact that there are shows that people still talk about, I think, 20 years after airing is enough for me to make uh, make me curious. I guess maybe part of that was uh, listen to another podcast called AAA or Anime Acts Anonymous, who talks a lot about some of the shows uh, that we've nominated. So like Escaflown and what do you call it? Uh, now and then here and there, you know, so I'd say I and I'm willing to take the risk with some of the older stuff, too, because if it's last if for one, if it came overseas, the fact that it made it overseas is a sign that it has to have there has to be something going on uh, that that com- makes it compelling, I would argue, or you would hope, I should say. And then the uh, the other fact is that people still talk about it later on. Uh, that, those that would be my answer. Miles, you're the bully of the Discord, known for taking anime that other people have nominated, re-upping them only for them to win. So why haven't you pursued a career in politics, and why is it, and why is the reason based off your love of being the only white dude that has doesn't confuse? <laughs> okay, that's the that's the best question. Um. <laughs> I don't think I can adequately answer that question. <laughs> Plead the fifth. Um, I, uh... I, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, when I, I guess this is sidestepping a little bit. When I was younger, I really wanted to be a lawyer, which is a lot like being a politician. Uh, and then I met a lawyer, and then I decided... Uh, that that wasn't for me because they were bragging about how they got people off for DUIs that they knew they committed. And I like, while I like arguing and like being right and stuff, I I like doing it for fun for things about anime. I don't like getting criminals off or being a criminal myself. That is why I am not a politician. (laughs) Fair enough. All right, Jay. So on November 15th, 2021 at 11.32 PM, a regular contributor of the podcast, Machko, asked you to find Furry Art of Hisoka from Hunter Hunter for her. In the same exact minute, you posted a picture of Hisoka as a furry, <laughs> as a furry fox, <laughs> licking blood off of a playing card while looking to the left seductively. Are you a furry? And if you are, what stage are you? I would not. This is wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Pat, why do you like older shows? Hey, Jay, are you a fucking furry? Like, like, I would not. (laughs) I don't remember posting that, first of all. It was other Jay. No, it was actually you. I looked you up on Discord. I have it. You, Mako asked it at 11.32 p.m. At the last at the last second of 11.32 p.m., you posted that picture. <laughs> I have facts. I have sheets. the receipts. Okay, I'm not a furry. At least I wouldn't say so. Cat legit called me the bully of the Discord and then just asked Jay this question. Um... I do find, like, there are aspects of it that I find interesting. Like, I think having an animal that you identify with is something that most people have. Like, that's why animal motifs are a thing. Um, I would take, you know what, I will have a moment of vulnerability for a second. And take this down and reveal this hole in the wall that I've been covering up. 
I did not make this. This is not my room. I, this is a fucking thing that was made for me and my girlfriend with a possum and a raccoon. I love possums. I identify with them. I would not necessarily call myself a furry who would want to dress up in like a possum fur suit or something like that. As to why I was able to post that, it was on your hard drive. Cursory Google will reveal that if you just type in Hisoka furry, that's like the second image that pops up. It's the first image. I rest my case. (laughs) And lastly, Johnny, you have a very cute dog. Comes in fairly regularly. Um, So I wanted to ask you a very normal question. What is your favorite dog treat? And what is your dog's favorite human treat? (laughs) Favorite dog treat would be whichever one that Pete's mom feeds him. Man. Just wow. Not, just I'm terrible. Sorry, that was terrible. Just the I was on a roll. I was again. on a roll. Okay, okay. Real, okay true story. True Come story. On. I actually oh, shit. have tried my dog's treat once. And you know what? It was okay. It was like dried beef jerky. It tasted like drywall. But it was like edible. And for my dog's favorite human treat, I don't know, he kind of just eats everything we feed him. But I guess I'll just go with something basic like steak. Because, you know, like, every time we have steak, my family makes an effort to, like, leave a little bit of it unseasoned so we can cook it for him. But he just fucking devours that shit in, like, two seconds. So I guess, yeah, there we go. That's his favorite human treat. The correct answer was pepperoni, by the way, for your favorite. <laughs> but, yeah. What, what's the, like the bacon? The, what's the bacon bits? Dogs don't know it's not bacon. Love that yeah, stuff. Yeah, bacon. That's what my mom. Feeds, that's what my mom feeds me. Vegan strips. Oh, that, that's oh, so I should have said that. Okay, Johnny, it is uh, your let's turn. Let's just move on. Okay, yeah. All right, so I'm going to move on to my question. So my first question is going to be for Miles, and as we know, Miles has got a reputation on the server for uh, hating children in anime, mm-hmm. specifically ones that are missing a few bits here and there. So my question for Miles is, uh, if you had to kill one child from any anime, which one would it be? And it, it, you can't make and you can't make an excuse to say like teenager. It has to be like an actual child. Okay. First off, holy shit. Yeah, this is a really um, bad question. This is well, yeah, I, this I think it's kind of fun. <laughs> I okay. Can I ponder this while you ask other people their question because there are so then, many. Okay, you, you got a that, lot of options. Okay. That, yeah, that uh, just. I, I uh, I got a um, simple one for cat. What's your favorite cat girl in anime? This, this is just an easy one. Ah, uh, shit. Um, let's see. Honestly, I think it would probably be the cat girl from uh, Mishoka Tensei. Which one is that? The big one. G- Gil- Gilishi or something oh, like that? Gilishi. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay. Good yes. Choice, good choice. All right. Squeeze my head like a watermelon, please. All right. Peter. Okay, nice. girl? <laughs> Peter, in less than 10 seconds, name an anime character with a forehead bigger than you. Takagi. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> He's got him. You know what? You're right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got it. That's all, Johnny. Yeah, all right. You got it. Miles, <laughs> you have your answer, or do I keep going? I keep going. Okay. Jay, we know that, you know, one of your favorite anime is Golden Kamui, and there's that famous scene of uh, the big CGI bear. Who, you know, just you just want to give that thing a big old hug. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is uh if you had to uh, 
if you had to fight one CGI monster in anime, which one would it be? Um, <laughs> I would probably pick the giant turkeys that they ride in uh, Kamikatsu now. Like, uh, there's a lot of CGI monsters in that show. There though. is. <laughs> I'd also probably pick the um, the car from Lake Click. <laughs> yes. But, car. Are you picking those because you think like you have a chance at beating them, or do you think that, or is there another? Oh, I know I can beat a car. I've yeah. gotten into a couple car accidents, and I, <laughs> like, the cars were totaled, mm. but I survived. So, like, I think that. Like that, like power scaling wise, that puts me at at least car plus level. Yep. <laughs> um, and if you like scale that, like cars and regular cars on the same level. I mean, hmm, yes. For the sake of my agenda, yes. So okay. I like that you pondered that because, as if you could have come up with like a real answer for for that. <laughs> Terrible. Question. I, I just picture you, you ever play like Street Fighter Two and there's that bonus round where you have to like yeah. beat up a car. That's why I, pi- I picture Jay versus a car in Street Fighter Two. Yeah, but like, instead of being in the background, it's just like three polygons of CGI. <laughs> you have sixty seconds to defeat this car. Go. All right, Pat. My question for you. So, uh, we know that uh, you uh, have a hatred for uh, psychics, psychic yes. powers. You know, not just in anime, but you know. In all parts of media. So my question for you is, what separates being a psychic from being, like, a magic user? Like, someone that uses magic in anime? I would argue that... Well, when I, when I like magic used in anime, it is usually very clearly defined what the limits of that magic is, or that the, the power system is more clearly defined. What frustrates me about psychics is how poorly defined a lot of the times the powers are and how it can be very often used as a cop-out or a way to, a deus ex machina of, of sorts for, for a character to just get out of any situation. Because it's so hard to clearly define or show a person's psychic powers. And I think a great example of that would be like Stranger Things, to use a non-anime example. In Stranger Things, Eleven just goes, spoilers, Eleven just goes, rah and shoves and suddenly she's able to go from just pushing a box lightly to literally slamming someone into the wall and breaking it and it's like well so we obviously see she went through mental stress she's bleeding out her nose whatever but like what was the the big change for her what like how did that's what frustrates me the most i I would say with with psychics is that there's it's not super clearly defined what they're capable of how they evolve and also, it's so boring watching psychics fight a lot of the time too, because they're just sitting there like staring at each other like chibios, and I and I it frustrates me. So yeah, that's my 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 answer. Just a reminder, uh, he hasn't watched Mob Psycho. Or uh, yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah. Or right, Miles, do you have an answer, or would you rather not say? I got you, uh, Suika from Doctor Stone. I will not elaborate. Nice, <laughs> love it. <laughs> love that answer. Jesus oh, Christ. Cool. That's brutal. That's I love kind that. of messed up. Wait, well, um, in the watermelon or out, out of the watermelon? With the watermelon on. Oh, you, so you do like a Gallagher thing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, God. oh. God. What the fuck? I got to oh, I got to write this adult-only is... episode. Smile <laughs> and look at the roses. See, I, well, you know. Smile away, boys. He does live up to his reputation. All right, Pat, what do you got for us? Okay, I, I wrote uh, three different questions, but I think I'm going to just uh, stick with one of them obvi- uh, like uh, for everybody. And that is, what is one change 
and this is one singular change that you would make to any show that you've watched that you think would instantly change it to a 10 out of 10 from whatever score you currently have it at. Uh, so, Jay, why don't we start with you just to keep the pattern going? Oh, man. Um... Oh, easy one. I'm gonna I'll steal Miles. If they kiss at the end of Birdie Wing, that will change it. <laughs> there you go. Alright, so it hasn't happened yet. So we don't know if it needs to be changed yet, but I like that. That's good. That's good. Alright, Pete, what about you? Ooh, uh, yeah, I would I would change the ending of uh Sing Yes Sing Yesterday for me. Uh, yeah. That that show could have been something fantastic and then they just absolutely ruined the final ending. I disagree, but fair enough. That's that's it dropped my, its mouse score answer. over a point. Yeah, people are sensitive. It's okay. Miles, what about you? Incoming Violet Evergarden spoilers, so I just want to do that. Um but if the major had been dead, that would have gone a long way to making that show a ten out of ten for me. Fair enough. Fair enough. You still haven't watched the movie yet, have you? No, I haven't. You should, but yeah, fair enough. Uh is Cat. he alive? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Cat. I think one part of Radiant Season 2, if they were able to... Because I have it at an 8. Uh, if if they were able to change the main character's voice actor, <laughs> I think that would, that would make it go to a 10. You've honestly answered this better than some of the other people because you've actually given one specific thing so i respect that but really like the voice actor dropped it two points i don't want to spoil my answer like no i know but like well miles answered it pretty so so the reason why is because uh the main character has an extremely high voice like it's kind of like a mixture between (laughs) asta from black clover and like uh naruto in like in in like dubbed Maruto. Like it, it's a mixture between those two. And I wish it had like a little bit more of a of a a lower voice and not as much of a, a shearing voice. If it had that and still had good delivery, I would love it. Fair enough. I like that. And Johnny, what about you? This one's an easy one if Rudy wasn't a pedophile. That, true. That's true. a really good answer. Really yeah, good. just to erase the first five minutes of Mashoko Tensei, right? Okay, and like, then... Or at least put it in a way that like makes him borderline irredeemable for the first twelve episodes. I like that. Or, that's or a really that. good answer. Yeah. No, that's a that's a that's a really good answer. All right, uh, <coughs> Jay, I think you uh, you get the honor of asking the last questions here. All right. So, in JoJo's bizarre adventure, stands. Are a physical manifestation of a fighter's fighting spirit and life force, typically named after either a color and a tarot card, an Egyptian god, or a European, American, or Australian uh, musical act. So my question is simple for you, gentlemen. What would be your stand? For instance, mine would be uh, named after Just Like Heaven by The Cure. The Cure. Pete, you're uh, first. Yeah, how about my, my stand would be called Clearest Blue. That's a good stand name, actually. Yeah. Clearest yeah. Blue. Was there another part of that question? I forgot, sorry. Oh. All right, you can, cool. if, you, if you have an idea of what powers it would have, you can include that, but don't stress about it. Alright, cool. Yeah, Clearest Blue is my answer. Miles, you're up next. Sure. Mine would be called 
blank space by the <laughs> <laughs> named yep. after the best song of all time. I think it embodies me in multiple ways. Unsure uh, what the power would do. Um, perhaps it removes something, creating a blank space, or it teleports the person into a blank space for a little bit where they have no senses or something like that. They're not like super obvious to where you can tell what they do based on. That. Okay. In that case, maybe it makes a bunch of dogs appear <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, I want to change my answer now. Oh, you want to do who let the dogs? No, out? I want to do milkshake. <laughs> and it's just a bunch of a bunch of boys appear. <laughs> okay. Okay. It attracts men. It attracts men. Enough. And they are thirsty. Okay. Next. I think I'm gonna name mine after uh Strawberry's Wake from the band Dance Gavin Dance. I think I would call it Red Wake. And every time every time I'd use that stand, I would raise somebody's blood pressure. <laughs> because I mean, after a while. <laughs> Yeah, you're gonna have a heart attack. Can you stop doing it to me? Thanks. Uh, no. Yeah, Johnny, you're up next. For my stand, since uh, usually you guys, since usually stands are named after like band names from American stuff, and I don't know a single one, I'm gonna go back to what I know, which is uh, my uh, my people. So I'm gonna be naming my stand after uh, a very special dessert ice cream, and it's gonna be a bean. <laughs> my oh. my stand's name is gonna be Bean Chiling. And, uh, yeah, my power is just, I just throw ice cream at people, and occasionally John Cena pops up and, like, screams at them or something. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I was waiting for, like... Brian Adams. Yeah, I was was for sure, like, waiting for, like, maybe, like, Justin Bieber or something, and then... Or Drake. Yeah. That's that's oh, right. that, oh wait that probably Black Savage. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot we existed for a second. Oh uh, no, Johnny's basing his off Brian Adams. His stand is just called sixty nine. Oh, and you can think about what it is. <laughs> no, what, what, what what is that Drake song? Sorry, it's like the started from the bottom. Yeah, I'm just like that. That's the I song. Just, it's infected yeah. the song. <laughs> that brown yeah, so that's the name of my stand. But instead of like getting up, I just, just stay at the bottom yeah. like forever. Alright, uh, mine would be Dancing Queen. No, just kidding. Um, I, I, I think that uh, I'd probably go with uh, Feel Good Ink, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you could turn that into a few different things, I think. But maybe, maybe I just make everyone too high to even like think about what they're doing in the in like a certain area as like an aura. Well, um, would not yeah. be defeating Dio. Is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah, fair. I, I, who needs to be defeat Dio? None of us are beating him. Yeah. But yeah, there we go. I think that that's uh, everyone's questions yeah. then, yeah? Yep. Yeah. yeah. If you made this far, thank you. That was a long-ass episode. Uh, if you want to support us, the best way to do so, like, comment, subscribe, leave a review on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us on next week for Watch Club. We are doing in UO. Cannot wait for that. Otherwise, for our non-Watch Club content, in two weeks, we will be looking forward to the summer season and be doing our preview. So look forward to that. Otherwise, thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Peace!